Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deconstructed. I'm your host, Sam Anamu McKenzie, and with me again is Parry Piero Pitchards. You're, you're off gallivanting uh, last week or some of a shite. I don't really care. Um, I guess I'll ask how you're doing. How are you doing, Harry? I'm doing good. Oh, oh, you actually care this time. Normally, like I get like oh, no, four words into sentences, and you cut me off and just do the normal I intro. A little bit. I care a little bit. I thought I thought you'd let you have a moment. You know, you weren't here last week, so any more you want to say? I'm feeling good. No, no, I'm feeling good. So let's talk about Fnatic. Sweet. Let's talk about Fnatic then, shall we? So Fnatic, you know, they made a team last year, and we thought, oh, finally they'll have a you know a settled roster. Messi was taking over his IGL. It's quite an interesting prospect they brought in Nikodaz, Roy, Fasher and it started quite well they had a immediate playoffs uh, appearance at Pro League but uh, it's maybe not as impressive as it looked at first because just about everyone mm-hmm. gets playoffs at fucking Pro League um, you know you look at a team and they just have one even though you don't remember them doing fuck all because you just don't remember a Pro League in general mm-hmm. anyway that's a different topic Pro League shite moving on they then got the uh playoffs at the Rio Major and that was maybe a bit more impressive but also still a Mickey Mouse tournament so um, not sure how much it counts but in 2023 they've just been fucking dreadful there's, there's no Oof. other words for it you know if you look at their uh, tournament history it's not like they're even knocked out of tournaments by decent teams and in the one CCT they have I'd just like to point out that they were knocked out by a team called Let Us Cook and that uh, included Snack if you've been beaten by snacks in 2023, then um, oh, it's probably time to call it a day on your roster. But they kept going for a couple of months, and we get to the, the Blast Major, and they're in the 2-2 brackets in the Legend stage after qualifying 3-0 from the RMR by playing shitters. And they come up against Into the Breach, a team that really they should have beaten, but they didn't. So now, just like every other fucking team, they've made some changes. And uh, Nikodos is gone, finally. And Fasher has also made his made his way out after being maybe disappointing, maybe a bit cooked. We don't need to talk about that because we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but they brought in Afro, they brought in Dexter, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that a bit and hopefully not rage too much about how mediocre this team is. Um, but first, let's let's talk about let's talk about expectations, right? Because I've already said, you know, it's it's mediocre. And when you think of mediocre, if we're talking in a footballing terms, we'd compare it to like a mid-table team is a is a mediocre team. And you know, it's something we've spoke about before that because of the way we look at rankings in CS, you only really care about the top five, and everyone thinks that every team should be aspiring to be top five. When really, that's that's maybe not the case, and it's maybe not how organisations truly look at it. They might say it, you know to look ambitious but really the most important thing is getting that dirty dirty stick of money um yeah. so you know what's 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 your thoughts on this team and the idea of mid-table mediocrity because i've got my thoughts which i'll get to somewhat linked to og but let's let's yeah. let's hear your thoughts first yeah i mean i'm i'm just like I, on this podcast i always have to be positive one it's it's insane but I think it's it's just kind of the economic reality that it's everyone and their nan is an international team now. Like that's just that's just how it is. Everyone is international because we've done we've done the national teams for a long time. The talent pools have dried up. Everyone's international, and that's fine. But when that happens, 
like there's still so many only so many players who are actually like good tier one players so if you are like a fanatic or an og unless you're spending a ridiculous amount of money you're left picking at picking at this type of players like you're, you're picking up the tier two players and especially when you have a major like the paris major all of those players you were looking at that were like top of your scouting list they've just been signed by Narvi and like and and you know, th th and then they're just not going to sign for Fnatic anymore so you have to go onto your plan B and your plan C and then that's that's kind of what happened with OG and Fnatic I think that you know that they might think they've got a really good find like oh like we'll get Boros after the major like he'll he'll fit in really well or this or that and then you're like no no we can't no we can't he's got to Falcons instead or something and it's like that's a bad example. That. That's a really bad Wonder example. Wonder why but... he did that. But yeah, but it's 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 that thing. It's it's economic reality. You're not going to be better than Fnatic. So there's the, like like it's like the opposite of a sweet spot, right? So you've got the really good teams who can spend a lot on salaries and they get rewarded with that with trophies and more money with the sponsors and all of that. And then there's the teams who spend bare minimum. The partner teams who spend like as little as they can to stay in the partner leagues and to get a stickers every year. And in between that, like, is just a terrible place to be. Like, if you're spending a lot of money, but still only, like, top 10 in the world, like, you just feel shit about it. Like, that's the worst place to be. And I think Fnatic, OG, Nip, all of them are trying to basically skirt under that, like, line. They're trying to stay in the spot where it's kind of economically worthwhile to have a Counter-Strike team. Because they know they can't break up into the top five. And they're just fine with that. And that's kind of... I don't know, that's like, there's lots of teams like this in every sport. There's always going to be orgs where everyone's like, oh, we used to be so good, all of this, all of this. Like, the West Ham's of the world, they exist for that. a reason. You've got to have a mid-table team. Like, there's always going to be mid-table teams. If everyone's a top-five team, then that's just not how it works, is it? There's only five spots. Okay, well, fuck all of that, right? Because right. here's, here's, here's the thing, right? I'll, I'll allow you to say that about Nip. We'll ignore the fact of how much money they spent on Device and Broland because, you know, since then, maybe they picked up some players for, for less money. Um, not OG and Fnatic, though, right? Because I'm okay with the idea of mid-table mediocrity. I think if you look at a team like, you know, Complexity, which, you know, as you said, teams spend a lot of money on players, like sign-ins, whatever, that kind of shite. And then sorry, eventually... I'll stop you because oh, the complexity right. thing is perfect, right? Because you look at the juggernaut, that's the that's the uncanny valley middle ground of you spent a shit ton of money on salaries and you're still just fine. So what's the point? So you, so you sell them and then you get a really cheap NAT. Yeah, yeah, and you're still on the partner team and it's the same thing. So I was getting to that, right? Fuck you. Um so then you get you get this complexity team, which their wages are uh oh much lower than what they were paying before. Oh, much lower. And they're in a comfortable place of mid-table where actually it feels like to a degree they could grow and they could eventually become an okay team. You can listen to last week's episode for more thoughts on that. But they're fine. They are okay. Nip. I, I can be okay with Nip, right? Because it does feel like, you know, they're trying to improve their team still, right? Oof. Right? And especially Fnatic now. OG, they just signed a bunch of shitters, whatever. Fucking move on. Right. Fnatic, there is fucking zero ambition from this team. Right. This team is not a team where it's like, oh, yeah, we're comfortable being mediocre. Like, we're comfortable being mid table. We'll fucking, we'll, we'll, 
we'll maybe have a good run occasionally, right? If we're going to keep up the fucking football in terms, this team's built for relegation, mate. This team's built because they've got promoted and they're like, fucking hell, well, we're probably going back down to the championship anyway. We may have mm. a few championship players, right? Fucking Prims, 87 years old, right? Roy, <laughs> 45. Like, it was <laughs> Dexter. Dexter is like fucking Man United sacking Ten Hag and then getting fucking Neil Warnock. Actually, that's really unfair on Neil Warnock. I don't know if Messi's Ten Hag in footballing terms, to be honest. But... Well, uh, maybe not, but like... All right, so, I, I mean, I, you... I'm going to push back already. I'm going to push back. Yeah, yeah push back. Am I allowed to push back? Crims, Crims is fine. Crims is absolutely fine. He's like... You tell it, the Crims is so valuable to a team like this. The Crims is never going to be the problem in a team like this. Like, he's dropped off, but he's not Zipex. He's still getting, like, 1.0 ratings. No, 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 Harry. I'm not saying Crims is necessarily a problem. I don't I don't think he's a problem. I actually quite like Crims in this team. I, I understand he, why they kept him. I think they were right, too. I think he provides experience that the other two 45-year-olds couldn't bring. Like, and he's a very stable piece per the role he plays. Mm-hmm. But come on, like they, like I ain't gonna name a name off the top of my head because that's like that's your thing, that's not my thing. But like you're telling me that potentially there isn't someone younger out there, who maybe grows, becomes better, can go into those roles and do a better job. I mean, like, do you know the thing is though? <laughs> the thing is with especially teams like in this part of like the HLTV and ESR rankings, like making free changes is terrible. Like, free changes, you lose your core and you just lose loads of shit. Like, I think Fnatic are in the play-in of Cologne. I'm not... I think OG managed to get in as well. But they're yeah, like, Fnatic are playing. But, like, it, it's risky to make free changes. And Crims is fine. Like, making free changes at once, you're, like, working on stuff for six months. Like, it's it's a complete rebuild. At least with two changes. One of them's an IGL already. Like, that's the, that Crims is the change you make in six months if it's still bad. He's not the change you make now. They, they made the two biggest changes you can make to a team if you're struggling, which is changing the IGL, changing the system, and changing your orbit. That's the two biggest changes you can make if you're trying to turn the team around. Like, you can talk, we can talk later about the players they've actually got, but I think making two changes in those roles, like, that is already enough change. Like, Crims is good enough that he's fine. Okay. No, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You know, he's fine. Roy's fine. Whatever. Right, so, you know, Roy's good. let's... Let's let's no Roy's Roy's good. Oof. Like he's not he's not a player that's gonna push them to fucking heights. But like he, he very seen all the stuff he has to do. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with him. I just don't think he's like fucking mind blowing. But this isn't a team to have mind blowing players, except for one. So I was gonna I was gonna give you the option to a uh, pick, but I've accidentally segued nicely. Let's start with Messi, right? And Messi was the IGL. And he was still mm-hmm. the best player on the team. And there's always been this sense of Mezzi since he uh, since he appeared in the Cloud9. Was that Colossus? That was Colossus, wasn't it? Cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, since he appeared in that and was the best player when he really shouldn't have been, like, Mezzi's a fucking good player. And it was kind of oh, a shame yeah. to see him be an IGL. Uh, so, with him now presumably freed up from that, seeing as Dex is coming in, what's your thoughts on, on Mezzi and what? Messi brings to this team because he's got to be looked at as the star, right? Yeah, I mean he—that's got to be a blueprint. But but it's that thing again. We're going back to football. It's the mid-table thing. He's James Milner. He's played every role on the pitch. He's played every single role you can possibly play, and that's 
arguably held him back quite a lot, I think, because because he is good enough to be a proper star player. And he's instead he's like changing his role every three months and just be like it's just like, Oh, do you want to do this for do you want to do this? We've just cut a play. Oh yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll all I'll all in cloud nine for like a, a week. Like it's that thing where it's kind of like a a, a a worse version of the Zyri personality thing where he doesn't have the ego that reflects his talent. And that's actually really hard to deal with when when you're on like a team like this and you really need to be like like look around, look look to your right, look to your left to be like, I'm better than these people. I need I need to be the best version. Like even when he's IGLing, like he wasn't like blame F IGLing. He wasn't setting himself up as much as maybe he should have done, to be honest. Like it's so yeah, that's the that's where they're looking. He should be in the best roles and set up for complete success on this team. So how good can he be then? Because I mean, like, I'm not sure whether I think it would be a consistent basis and definitely not on this team. But, you know, we've got a few friends that would suggest that he is he is just a top 20 player. Yeah, and those friends happen to be from near Birmingham, but... No, I mean, no, 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 no. Who are you talking about? Charlie. Oh, really? Okay, well... Okay. I, it's it's that thing where roles are always like a really good excuse for a player, but I think if you're going to be a top twenty player, you can you can tell you can tell no matter what role they're playing. I think I think he's probably just below that. I think he could do he could be like a four star on a really good team. I think I think that's what we're talking about. Well, like a JKS, a little bit like a JKS. I think he's about that good. Yeah, so, like when he's feeling really comfortable, probably. So you mean like? You know, in a, in, a year where, in a year where his team's won a couple of things, he's in the top 20. Otherwise, at best, he's an honourable mention, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's about the ceiling. And that's fine. Like, that's that's really good. He's, like, going to be the best British player. Well, probably, like, of CSGO already. And he's well, he already is. Uh, he, he already he, is easily, right? Like, yeah, easily. So, it's, it's, it's that thing where, because of that, the expectation will be a bit higher, I think because everyone wants him to be that like top 20 player that star uh, I don't know if he's a top 20 player in this Fnatic team that's like crazy unprecedented we all need to check what we saw before and a lot of coaches and IGLs will be having a very bad look if Mezzi's now a top 20 player when he's been shuffled around all these roles for the last three years I'm not sure if that's necessarily true I mean like it's not I don't think it's overly hard to be within like the fifteen and twenty positions. Well you saw Frozen last year, right? Frozen scraped in with like a one point two something rating. Like just because yeah, yeah, he had yeah. no deep runs. That was because you decided to back me and therefore backed my boy. But that's not that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> like I I don't know, man. I I, I see a top twenty player in Messi, but I just think like Yeah, potentially. Because of what you said, I don't think it's like what you just said about Frozen. I don't think it's possible in this team. But then I think if you swapped him out for JKS, even if G2 didn't win a tournament, he probably would just be top 20 because he's so stable and would mm -hmm. just consistently be be good. Yeah, I'm willing to go on record and say he'd probably be better than JKS in G2. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a bold one. It's a bold one. But, but yeah, I think he's got like, because that's what you kind of have to make the most out of, like a personality like like his. Like you, you're you're not going to be the ultra star, but 
if you can be the guy who is happy on a team full of humongous egos, like that's really that's a really nice asset to have, isn't it? So I don't, I think that's if Messi wants to win trophies, I think that's kind of the route. It is the James Milner route. Like like he's gone to City and been a squad player, but that's that's the thing. I'm seeing I'm saying it. Messi is James Milner and he just needs to get his city move. Yeah, he's it's funny as well because he's as boring as James Milner, considering that's the, the that is literally the meme about both of them. They're yeah. just incredibly boring people. So anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, his replacement as captain. Let's talk about Dexter. Who yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I've probably shared my views on Dexter on this podcast before, but if I yeah, haven't... we did a Mars episode. <laughs> um, we did do that. Uh, if I haven't, or if you haven't heard them before, Dexter's a fucking waste of space. He's oh, probably well. a lovely bloke, and I, I am really like... Think of his kids. Alluding to that on the basis... Of his children and that whole thing, because that was one of the funniest narratives in Counter Strike history. It is genuinely joyful. Um, but really, really, what's he achieved as an in-game leader? Oh, he made Greyhound not shit. Great, great. Oh, he's been to the semi-final of a major. We've frozen an exertion playing their absolute fucking bollocks off. Great. What else did he do on Mouse? Oh, he got to the final of fucking... Dallas? Yeah, he got to the final of fucking <laughs> Dreamhack Dallas. Yeah, oh, so he was already cut. Amazing. Uh, let's um, be fucking real. Like, come on, man. Like, Dexter... Dexter ain't a fucking IGL. At least not in Europe. Like, I, I was all for him getting cut, fucking off back to Greyhound and trying to make a legitimate Australian team again. Like, I, I thought, actually, it was possible and would have been quite nice for the scene in general. Right? Fucking fanatic, though, man. Like, this is just... And tell me if I'm wrong or if you think of what but is this not just a case of... There's an IGL who's in Tier 1. He's got Tier 1 experience. Let's just plug and play him because that's better than, like, you know, trying to get someone from Tier 2. Like, you know, like, Manx has done well with Ecstatic. He's just fucked off to some random fucking North American team that'll do fuck all, though, so ignore him. Or, like, a Kicksan at Apex who's got one big result at a tier one tournament but maybe we struggle to do it consistently like is it anything other than that it's just oh he's there so now oh, right, he's... Right. they're not shopping in the in the type of supermarket that has kicks on it that's that's the first thing to say this is they're very much on the tier two merry-go-rounds type thing of just you know like this is this is where dexter's gonna be he's gonna be in these kind of rubbish mid-table european teams like that's just that's the thing that's the thing and and you look at who else they can get. Like I, I would have liked to see someone like Manx in this team. I think that's more ambition. You've got a higher like ceiling with someone like gambling on a, a bit of youth. But, but I don't think Dexter's as bad as you say. I think he's, I think he's fine. I don't think Mauser, Mauser T sides are actually very good for a few months here yeah, and there. Like that, they, they weren't completely terrible. Swear. Yeah, well, he does do that. He does do that. Afro beware with debating IGL. He wants the orb. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's just it's just really uninspiring, isn't it? It's just a really boring move. It's like it's just like, there's a bit of orange on his shirt now, but other than that, it's barely changed. Like they all have the same fucking black jerseys anyway. Like it's it, they're all the same thing. Yeah, he's I just I really can't be asked for it, man. Like genuinely, like I I just know for a fact now there could be like fucking four games on, and one of them some fucking tier two shitters, and a bloke's got a gun to my head, and he's like, right, you got to pick one of these games to watch. And Fnatic could be in like, they could be playing the best team in the world. I'm never gonna watch Fnatic game, like straight up, like 
just can't be asked. What are they going to achieve? They're not going to achieve anything. I mean, that's... I, I, okay, I, this is where I have to push back because we shouldn't expect people to watch a whole podcast about a team you wouldn't even watch. But um, but I, 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 Dexter, and he's not terrible. He, he's, he, if he's, it's much better to get Dexter and free Mezzi up than it is to keep Mezzi on the RGR. Do you think? No, I won't, I won't. I won't take that away. I just think... And he's not terrible. I just think Dexter has a... It's the thing where... With European IGLs. Yeah, there is that. And also he's like coming... He came into Miles with like the fragging IGL. Like he had quite a lot of good roles early on in Miles and he just never really... Yeah, like that's... that's Like this year he's been a terrible fragging rise. Like he's genuinely dropped to like Carrigan level this year, which is not really what you want to see. And when I look at this team, I begin to wonder where he's going to be playing. Like, 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 let's look at yes. let's look at Mirage, like for example, like CT Mirage. He's stuck B, surely. What what role is he going to have? Like, you'd hope it's B, but might not be. No, could... the, the Mirage, I think. Well, I, well, the thing is, the thing with Mirage is that Crims is the supportive piece on every map, but you cannot take Crims out of connector. It's like when Vitality took Magus out of pit. I actually like nearly had an aneurysm. Like, what are you doing? He's back in pit now. He's back in pit now. So they're going to win the next major as well. But it, you can't take Crims out of connector. But on the other maps, it's 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 more normal. I think Roy and Mezzi should be the rotators. Well, they absolutely should be. But I'm very. And I think worried. they will. To be honest, I think they will. I think I think Dexter fancies himself a few rotator spots. So I I. Nah, I think I think it'll be fine. I think Dexter will will have to take. A lot of Messi's old horrible anchor spots, and then you know, then it's then it's a little bit better because Roy, Roy is a very good active player. It's he's he's very aggressive, and that is always going to lead to inconsistency. And you want him to be your fourth best player, not your third or second. And that's just how it is with players that aggressive. Like that's that's fine. So then, but in this team with Crims, kind of, and like I, I've backed Crims, but yeah, it's Crims and Roy as your third and fourth players is. It's probably going to be pretty tricky when you're playing the big teams, but that's kind of that's kind of where you're at with these teams. Like, it's very easy to sit sit here and say, "Look how mediocre this team is," but then you look who didn't get picked up this transfer season, and it's like, is is there that many upgrades that are worth a roster move? And like keeping someone benched and having to there's pay them loads of money, like there's only who, one I can who's think left. Of. There's only one I can think of, but it's Searson, so it doesn't it doesn't solve these issues anyway. Yeah. Rifles, like, there's not there's not many. No, there's, there's not. Like you'd have to look lower it's down not. and I mean e. there's Cypher who reportedly trialed with him anyway. He, he's not on the team, so I guess that didn't go well. It's too there's, similar to Roy, surely. There's Boros who um money. Um okay, so uh, let's like yes. I mean yeah, you said it yourself. Uh, there's there's no real other options unless they were going to break the fucking bank. And for for someone like Fnatic, that's not worth it unless you're getting twenty fifteen yeah. back again. But let's let's move on to the role of the orb within this team. But before we talk about Afro, so we we go we kind of had a little thing. We kind of had a little joke. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Although Nicky does his. Nikodos is bad, and I out-orped him, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so we, we made a joke a couple of minutes ago about, about Dexter. Uh, uh, he either likes to orp, 
or uh, Torsey just couldn't help but die with the orb, and Dexter thought it was quite important, so he picked it up quite a lot. Right. Yeah. Now, Elliot, Elliot suggested this before, and I, I'd like to get your thoughts on record. Should Dexter have just, you know, pulled a bit of an MSL and just decided he couldn't trust orpers and he didn't have to call for them, so he may as well orp himself? Do you think? No. No, of course he shouldn't have. <laughs> of course he shouldn't have. What do you mean? No, 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 we're not doing this. Well, if not you can't call for an orp, you may as well just call for yourself an orp. Like, uh, I mean, no, what you should have done is stop picking up the orp and entry for his better teammates, but, you know, that's, in this team, he's, in this team, he has to stop doing that. But but the thing is, with Afro, he is, Afro's an aggressive orp, but he's a, he's the he's the guy that device praised a lot when he came on HTV confirmed and talked about, like, all taking a lot of opening like roots from Afro, like a lot of, a lot of ways to get picks that he, because Afro's got crazy stats in tier two, like and, and it's that thing if you're an aggressive orper in tier two and you're farming numbers, it's like mm, how how good are you going to be against in the big leagues? And same thing happened to Torzi, even though that's a lower level than what Afro is playing at, arguably with Academy, pretty similar really. But so yeah, so Afro is going to try and make the same plays, and I think that was, that is kind of what you want in this team like if he's just a passive piece and they rely on their riflers they're going to be done for firepower a lot they're going to need they're going to need afro to step up and pick a lot of riflers like star riflers kill a lot of star riflers and then everything gets easier right so that's what they're going to need from afro and yeah he is aggressive so hopefully dexter doesn't pick up his orp but i but i think afro is actually like there's a few orpers that are available like you're kind of looking at dexter without a team and it's like how's dexter not got a team like yeah, personality issues whatever he's still obviously a better player than afro like we're not gonna not say that but honestly afro looking pretty good like if zyra didn't exist he he would have been the opera like the on a french team the last five years i think he's he's waited for his chance and now this is his chance and he's looked good this year so i don't know have you ever seen him um i watched uh, a couple of demos after the device thing because you know i was Starting to struggling use your orb these days, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were like, "Come on, Sam, yeah, go learn to take some more aggressive picks." And I was like, "All right, I won't watch a device demo then. I will watch an Afro demo." Yeah, he's all right. Uh, like, he, he's he's certainly got some talent. Um, I'm willing to say, based on your Zyru point, I think if Zyru hadn't have existed, he would still be in tier two now. I'm sure he'd have got an opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think he'd have but gone. He wouldn't have yeah, I think he'd have gone back down. Um, I do worry a lot because of how he plays. You know, there's a, there is just that thing of like, if you're an aggressive tier two orper, it's because tier two allows you to be. And doing that yeah. in tier one, it it doesn't work out. But I think he's good enough and consistent enough that you know he can he can learn to not always go for the aggressive duel. Or at least, okay, you know, he's 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 peak mid on ancient. He's not got the kill on the guy going to pocket or cubby, whatever the fuck you call that place. And then he doesn't stick around. Like a lot of these tier two orphans at that point, they're having another peak and they're dying on the second. Yeah, peak. the famous smoothery peak. Yeah, yeah. Like if if he's good enough to learn then that it's like, all right, now I'm more of a late round player, whatever, like maybe I'll go for a pick on the opposite side of the map fine i really don't think he'll be an issue um one funny thing though is uh so i've got an interview with him it's coming out 
soon. And I asked them about this. I was like, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of tier two authors they've um, they've struggled moving up to tier one. You know what? What makes you different? What What do you think is going to be the key? His response was just, well, I've played in tier one with Heat actually. Um, oh, playing some tier one teams. And he said nothing other than that. That was just it. Yeah. That was just it. He's How not answering. Probably quite fucking badly considering how bad Heat did. Did they go oh yeah. six? Yeah, probably. I've just checked. I've just checked. Point nine eight rating versus top ten opponents in his yeah, career. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean so, look, yeah. <laughs> like Heat, look, Heat weren't that great. I know everyone wanted to see them succeed because of mm. what they've done at a tier two <laughs> level, and when they were like double pony or whatever the fuck that yeah, team yeah. was like, that you know they built themselves up and it was respectful. It was like. um Oh, what was it? The team that like God sent or FPX were before when they were Augless. At God sent. I swear they or like went... Contact or something. Who no, went to God sent? I swear they went to God sent one point. Like Sticko was on the team and shit. It was like FPX had them for a while. They were like respectable. Like a... oh yeah, yeah, that was Contact, wasn't it? Was it Contact? I don't fucking know. One that stacked like... into Kickstarter. Yeah, maybe. Well, I thought that was different, but f- fucking whatever. Like, um, I just hope there isn't a sense of uh, naivety there. I hope he understands he's going into a different game. It's like, you know, we we can talk for however long about the fact that Tier 2 is actually now the innovative level of Counter-Strike. It's where the new shit's figured out because they have to constantly chop and change things to figure out how to beat a certain opponent how to beat a certain playstyle that tier one doesn't have because it's so protected now really? but that doesn't mean that tier one isn't different in of itself like yeah these these tier, tier two teams like we just seen it with the major they can come in and they can surprise these teams maybe there's a sense of arrogance there or naivety in in itself or one or two of these tier two playstyles match up really well against the tier one playstyles. i think someone like Bad news eagles, in a sense, can really catch teams off. Um, mm. But as long as he understands that he's going into a different game and can adapt to it, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll be an issue. I just don't. I don't think he'll be an author who will ever look like, you know, maybe a Searson or a Dexter would. If you, if you put those two on this team, I think they look a lot better than. Than he would yeah. in it, in a, like you know he's probably still going to be top two on the team, but I think those two would be like by far the star. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. even like a wonderful has has been signed to Sprout, which is I think a worse team than this. So it's 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 that thing. Like he's played well enough in tier two that you can't you can't really say it's unfair that he's got this chance. But but yeah, it's it's hard to see him being a crazy player that's been hidden in the rough for like the last six years like he's been around a while um yeah so yeah like it's it's a decent signing like it's a little plucky signing i'm sure he's cheaper than buying dexter out of og and all of that well, he um, doesn't have a team right yeah it was on ldlc i don't know yeah. if his contract right now or anything but, ldlc but yeah he's definitely cheaper anyway surely okay, he was yeah. a free yeah, so, agent they've just folded so so yeah free agent like that's this is what we're talking about with this team that is it's bottom of the barrel stuff it really is it's you don't want to spend money because it's a recession and when are you going to see that money again? You just want to get your ESL 
because they're just an ESL partner. They're going to play Pro League. They're going to try really hard at the RMRs to to get another nice little seeding run like they did last time. But that, that's that's what this team's for, and it's also for players to make a case for themselves to move to better teams. Like that is what these mid table teams are for, and just Messi and looking Afro. for a transfer. So it's, this this kind of is just to put Messi in the shop window team, and and we'll see what Afro can do until one. But, it's, but yeah, it's it's, you're not expecting proper fireworks, are you? It's funny because you've called him James Milner, but he's actually probably more likely to be Wilfred Zaha. Um, Messi can't be Wilfred Zaha. I'm sorry. Well, no, because Zaha backs himself, but like he's one of them where it's like, oh, he'll be the star of the team, and then fanatical uh, rating so highly that no one can afford him because no one's paying a million for him. Yeah, but he'll um, sign a new contract just because he's a nice guy. Yeah, bless him. Yeah. But yeah, it's bottom of the barrel shit, and. It's a shame. It is a shame because, like, it, it's it's different to the thing of, like, OG, it's a shame because OG is what they are in another game and what they kind of promised to be when they arrived in CS. It's a shame when it's Fnatic and it's a shame when it's Nip because they were just the two best teams in the world for, for a long time. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a fucking long time ago when, you know, Counter-Strike hadn't really been invented yet. But it's, I, I do just, like, it will never, it, even though that time was a time before I even fucking watched the game, to me, like, it's just kind of a shame that they're just not even, they're barely even playoff contenders, man. Like, then, I don't need them to contend for championships, but it'd be nice if you look at them, it's like, okay, you could get to the top 10 and you could stay there for a while, you know, in, instead of being like, oh, complexity got, top 10 because they almost got playoffs at Kato and then haven't seen the light of day since like I don't know right what's what's the best case scenario for this team because for me like I think staying in the top 20 would be the best case honestly like I don't, yeah. I don't even think I don't even think this team gets past 15 more than twice a year yeah it's yeah I think you're right I think it's it's true scenario is basically repeat of Rio if they get top 8 of a major that's like wow what an overperformance well done what a what a job they've done over there by the way or if they get that's, top that's about it. anywhere they'll probably get playoffs in pro league they'll probably get like top 12 at pro league like that's like in terms of goals it, it has got to be you know oh, playoffs at a major I think is a good goal for a team because you never know what happens in Swiss like you can do that even if no one's ever going to consider you a top 8 team in the world for doing that like I think that's, that's doable yeah, break into the top 10 a few times, like not stay there. It's like when Maui said that Big are going to be a top five team. Like he didn't mean they're going to be the fifth best team in the world. He meant that, that they can have a few good tournaments and break into the top five. I think you can see the same thing with, with Fnatic in the top 10. I think they can just nestle in the top 10 a few times a year. And that's a, that's a good job to them. And that's well done for what they're doing with their pieces. And it's fine. They're not spending a lot of money. Like, yes, they're a household name, but Nottingham Forest won two Champions Leagues. And European you know, that's... Yes, but but this is why like it, it this it happens it happens like in in summary it happens which actually on the basis it was a European Cup that is just the best comparison isn't it, it just is they were majors that like that yeah they are majors did they even have yeah, like two weeks apart as well who knows who knows yeah it's like it's we- like the SK SK back to back majors but they're like a month apart like it's just Mickey Mouse like when when you see how every single like uh, summer break kills a team. Apart from Astralis. Astralis is the only ones who weren't killed by it. 
have winning two majors and like same in a period of two months i i don't care about the back-to-back thing at that point that, that's the same as like phase 2022 it's the same thing i don't care yeah i think that's that's completely fair but what i will say is uh i think your belief on how how high this team will go in the uh in the rankings is is very optimistic that's but... an optimistic take i think they can break into the top 10 a few times in the next 12 months well, I guess you did say towards the start of the podcast that you're the one who has to be the positive one. Yeah, with you around. Yeah, well. Anyway, anyway. What do you guys think? What can this what can this team ever hope to be? What what can they realistically expect to be? Let us know in the comments down below. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. We'll be back again next week to talk about vitality and just how fucking good they are because they are a fucking joy to watch and it'll be nice to actually get to be positive for once I've been Sam Animo McKenzie he's been Harry Nero Richards and we'll see you next time